I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I got an email from proud podcast participant Tom P. just now, and it got me thinking. As I am sitting here in my big, manly, comfortable black leather papa chair in my living room, Tom's a thoughtful guy, and he is very definitely a member of the Louie Louie generation. And this email says, if I win the Powerball tomorrow, I know what I'm going to do with the money. I'm going to jump on the bed. (laughs) My grandmother was right. I'll break it. But jumping on the bed is fun. And if I win the jackpot, I'd be able to afford a new bed. I will not, however, be reckless. I'll take the bed outside before I jump on it. Because I wouldn't want to bump my head on the ceiling. (laughs) Thank you, Tom. That is exactly the kind of Louie Louie guy reasoning that sometimes gets us an eye roll, uh, a deep sigh, and uh, the occasional night of sleeping on the couch from our closest female associates. For a Louie Louie generation guy, Tom is exceptionally mature. At least until he finds a piece of bubble wrap. But but I think Tom has a point. I mean, beside the point we all love on top of his head. If Tom won the jackpot, he would use the money to have fun. Let me ask you something. When is the last time you had fun? I mean, flat out, falling down laughing till the milk comes squirting out of your nose, jumping on the bed, fun. And why has it been that long? Tell me that, huh? Fun is valuable. As Big Louie says in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, which is available at Amazon, which is a hint, Big Louie says fun fights fear, fat, and failure. And it does. If you're riding a scary roller coaster, but you're having fun, the fun is more important than the fear, right? Fun fights fear. Lots of times people eat more than they should because they're bored. Fun fights fat. And you've never seen a failure jumping up and down on the bed and laughing. Fun fights fear, fat, and failure. Fun is a big part of the happy in staying happy, healthy, and hot. Uh, You've heard lots of stories about how being happy is a big help in staying healthy. So maybe one session of jumping on the bed can keep you from being stuck in bed because you're sick. And as far as the hot in the title is concerned, if you're sick, you're not very hot. As in, not tonight, dear, I have a headache. Louis. Louis, Louis, lads and ladies believe in the power of fun. We may not look like the folks in the beer commercials with their fancy abs and perky breasts anymore, but if the pimple people who run around sticking nails through their tongues think we are going to let ourselves turn into slabs of lukewarm meat, like the dreary drones in the book, they're nuts. Guys like proud podcast participant Tom P. know that Louie Louie folks everywhere 
intend to be alive when we die. I figure if all goes well, maybe we'll be jumping up and down on our beds at the time. Dicks to tails, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. Sly, fun-loving zoologists tell us that you can get a hippo to open his mouth by tickling his nose. Now, I don't think that's a good idea because I will be willing to bet that he would close his mouth right around your hand if you do. Leads you to kind of wonder what those sly, fun-loving zoologists do with their time. And speaking of animal research, do you know how you can tell if you come across a well-educated owl, huh? I'll tell you in a minute. According to Archaeology Magazine, recent discoveries have revealed that the brand of coffee that was served on the Titanic, believe it or not, the brand of coffee served on the Titanic was Sanka. And about 33% of Taiwanese funerals include a stripper. See that? Fun fights fear. And you can tell a well-educated owl because a well-educated owl always says whom instead of who. Richard. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. There is jumping up and down in bed and laughing, and there's jumping into bed and loving. And jumping into bed and loving is no laughing matter. It had been a very long time since you'd felt like a beautiful, desirable, sensual, special woman. You were out of town on business, and you set it up on purpose. You know exactly how to slip under the covers of a man's mind. It's automatic with you. It's really something you do in your own head more than anything else. It's just a small voice that happens inside you. It purrs. It says, yes, you, now. The only conscious thing you do is you raise one eyebrow just a little bit and you smile just enough for him to see the tip of your tongue brush against the back of your teeth. Then you stand a little too close to him, looking up carefully into his eyes. The warmth of your bodies lifting a touch of your perfume into the space between you. It's really not something you do on purpose. It's the femaleness of you, loving the closeness of his physical strength. You can sense that you were making him generate even more masculine power just by being so close. You were interested in healing yourself. He was interested in you. And you really didn't expect that. It was amazing. That night three years ago. He couldn't get enough of your ideas. He couldn't get enough of your dreams. And by midnight, you were slowly stepping out of your high heels, calves flexing, the light from a candle flashing in your eyes for just a moment as you lay down slowly next to him, 
that he couldn't get enough of you. You woke alone in the morning. The smell of him still in your hair. The memory of the taste of his skin. And the touch of his fingers. The only proof that he was ever really there. But it worked. You got strong again, quickly. You met a very good man. You fell in love and you're going to be married soon. But every year, that small, purring voice inside you wishes a perfect stranger, a man you'll never see again, a happy anniversary. And you wonder if he ever remembers you. each other. But you know how you sometimes run into a person you never thought you'd see again? Maybe in the supermarket or at a gas station or at the beach. For some reason of chance, she ran into that perfect stranger lover once. And I have this feeling that she's going to run into him again someday. Or even more dangerous, she might run into him again some night. is called The Perfect Stranger, and it's one of the stories that I'm working on for the new Bedtime Stories 2 personal audio CD. If you like it, there are lots of stories like it in the CDs on the back of the home page at www.dicksummer.com. I think there's something amazing about a one-night stand. One-night stand isn't with somebody that you'd want to spend the rest of your life with. He or she is just this quick, overpowering and and blazing memory. It's like a, a lightning flash during a snowstorm. And until that's happened in your life, don't get your undies all tied up in knots at me and, and send me a bunch of emails asking if I know the importance of commitment. Let me tell you, I sure do. But how about that energy, the energy of a of a quick and completely irresponsible explosion of hot hormones? That's a question. It's not an answer. Well, what do you do about a person who, on purpose, stands just a, a few inches too close for you to be comfortable and, and looks up at you for a moment longer than your blood pressure can handle and then smiles slowly? If you're in a committed relationship, how many bodily reactions are you allowed to have before you damage that commitment? How much of that natural electricity can you short-circuit before your lights go out and your life goes limp? And all three of you are, 
are less alive. You, your partner, and the stranger. As I said, it's not an answer, it's a question. I may tell you sometime why I asked you about it. So, when is the last time you had fun? I mean, flat out falling down laughing till the milk comes squirting out of your nose, jumping on the bed fun, huh? And why in heaven's name has it been that long? I think one of the most important things you can do when things get grim in your life is to make faces at yourself in the bathroom mirror. Because sooner or later, that will make you grin. And there aren't too many things as important as a grin. When you grin, you win. That's what Big Louie says. Things being what they usually are, if you've been there in the bathroom for a while, somebody will eventually come along and pound on the door and say, Hey, are you still in there? (laughs) Always tell them no. A good surprise never hurt anybody. I guess you probably figured by now I really like proud podcast participant Tom's P suggestion that we take a few minutes to jump up and down on the bed and laugh and turn some of the, the grim into a grin in our lives. We should be alive the day we die. You're not supposed to jump up and down on your deathbed, of course, but how are they going to punish you for it? Can't take anything away from you because they figure you can't take anything with you. And you know what? Every time I hear them say, I can't take it with me, instead of getting grim, I start to grin. Because I plan on doing just that. I am taking the most important gift I have ever been given with me when I hit that last bounce on my bed. I am taking every bit of love I've ever known with me. And maybe even some I never knew about. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.